Hello out there to all of my sweet, sweet, sweet little nobodies and nobody yet. You know, with a child of my own on the way, I've been reflecting more and more on my own childhood. I've been revisiting the music, movies, and ultimately the mindset of the insane fucking decade in which I was born, and really pondering on what the decade to come holds for my soon-to-be little one. Will my worldviews and overall outlook on life be a, be a lasting foundation for a brand new life to be built upon? Or will the ever-present temptation of an untraveled road be a calling too strong to ignore? Our topic today deals with the utmost extreme of the latter. Pretty sure I can at least take comfort in knowing it most likely won't come to that, but no matter the life she decides to lead, I'll be there to give her a helping hand, even if it's got to be an unseen one, whether it's teaching her how to drive a manual or setting elaborate uh, Rube Goldberg-like traps for hobos to fall into. You know why? Because that's the power of love. Why? It's because Robert sent me a, scre- uh, a, a picture, even. Not even a screenshot, because he took the... Oh, Lord. Well, I guess he did take a shot of his screen with his... Fu- so, Robert has figured out both his microphone and audacity. That's quite a yes, feat. Yes, yes. I am a Luddite. I cannot help it. Do you know, but, quite I mean, do you realize the ramifications of such such an action happening these ramifications are far reaching and world changing in the fact that I can now start cutting Robert's voice out again <laughs> forced rule number one ba-bam it's good to be king baby um, so uh, once again we missed a week once again it's mostly Robert's fault but it's my fault. No, it's I had I had the thing with the car, and I couldn't do it and make it. And then uh, baby stuff this week, which uh, not like any of uh, you assholes out there give a shit or anything. But I'm having a little girl, and uh, can I tell him the name? Yay! Okay, so uh, our our little girl's name is going to be Vera Clementine Rambo. Hmm. Yeah. Vera Clementine. Mm-hmm. That's got uh, a I'll decent pro- ring to it. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably shorten that, you know, as a, as a little uh, pet name, to, you know, like Vera Clem, something like that. But uh, <laughs> um, her initials will be I approve. VCR. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
Awesome. Oh, nice. That it's is good. nice. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. And the best part about that, that uh, the the fact that uh, we went through many C uh, names last night, uh, is that that stupid pun isn't even mine. You can thank my wonderful girlfriend Melissa for knowing that a C would make it VCR. <sighs> How clever. <laughs> I think I'm in love, guys. How clever. I really do. I, I do really approve. Do. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. There's, well, there's this whole thing, uh, I guess, that about, you know, choosing these old-sounding names. Like, <clears throat> all three of my sister's children have old names like that. Like, like, this, e- like uh, Edna and, like, Beatrice and... Um, Methuselah, as we went over last night, but not you and I. But anyway, um, well, Methuselah's yeah. a man's name, isn't it? Um, mm. I think Methuselah was a man's name, so technically, anyone can just take it. I mean, I can name <laughs> I, I can name a chick, um, you know, uh, something like uh, Robert, and no one would bat an eye. Right, if the eighties didn't no prove that. Mm-hmm. It is 2018. You can be whatever you want. I mean, I identify as a dolphin myself. A sexy oh, dolphin. Yeah. A sexy, yeah. sexy dolphin. I am a Chris sexual. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. No one likes I, that. I, I, <laughs> I identify <laughs> as a Chris sexual. No, see, that's the one. That's the one sexuality I think we should still discriminate against. Hey, hey that's fine with me. I mean, <laughs> I'm st- still got what I need. Good to go. Like on all the drinking fountains, it'll be like no Chris sexuals can drink here, and, and on the bathroom <laughs> doors, it'll be like no Chris sexuals allowed. You have to use the the Chris sexual bathroom, and then it's just you. Well, you know and where your some mouth o- has been. Some other guy named oh, yes, Chris who just is all just way too into himself. Uh, the movie is coming out this summer. It's called Chris Sexual, the Second. That's right. It'll be like uh like uh what was that movie um uh, the Bill Cosby one. Uh, the third. Oh, uh, Leonard. Yeah, um, Leonard does Le- right. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like that. Only it'll be good. Only it'll be good. I may still have uh, missiles that shoot out of my armpits, though. I mean, that's fine. Uh, it's just uh, you know we're trying our best to make it a little less rapey. Are we though? Well, I mean, I I'm trying. Not with my topic tonight. I'm, I'm getting a lot of pushback. So, <laughs> good one, Rob. <laughs> my name is Jason Rambo. Uh, that guy that just uh, gave Rob a good one was uh, Chris Trismegistus the third Barrios dot com backslash Junior. That's right. You know whose episode tonight is? I'll tell you whose episode's tonight. It is Baba Robot the Tater Tot. Fuck, man! I had something. I lost it. Anyway, I like it though. Go on there for a minute. I like it though. We're uh, building, we're building a franchise here. It takes time, Jason. It takes time. It's, it's just gotta. That's right. I, I think what we're really missing is, uh, it, we're, we're missing that slogan. Um, and uh, I, it's just, you know, I, it, I think you know, never forget would have been the best, but, um, I don't think people would remember that very well. Um, mm. so. Oh, you know what, though? Welcome to another episode that is <laughs> bound to be just fucking weird, because so far, it's not been super normal, of 
See no, hear no, speak no. Ah, the UFOs, the conspiracies. The I think it actually has been pretty normal for us uh, <laughs> starting a show. Uh, and the murders. Uh, the grisly, disgusting, filthy, but somehow we can't get enough murders. And me. Go ahead, Jason, because I still don't remember those, those emails. And email <laughs> us at... S N H N S N pod at gmail.com or see no hear no speak no pod at gmail.com. They Correct. both work. I keep saying I'm going to write those down, but I never do. I mean, it's the name of the show <laughs> uh, with pod behind it. What? Is this a revelation? Is this something that you down. are. Is this I, an eye opening experience in your life that it's. Robert, the one thing I will say to you right now, yes. sir, is. I've had enough of this bullshit. Whisk me away to a simpler time when dogs were cats and cats were men. Whoa. All right. That's how we're going to go back to the 1800s. Itchy. The late 1800s, to be specific. We're going to be talking about Carl Panzeram. Love oh him! Oh, my God. That's the last time you're going to... I'm going to say it one more time. Panzeram. And that is the last time I will say his oh, name. Oh, come on. It's not that hard. You had he will to, be Carl. Great. From here on, I out. like Carl though. <laughs> Carl's good. Carl, I might throw it in there every once in a while. I believe Carl is. Uh, it, <clears throat> somebody asked me recently who my favorite um, of the killers is, and I, I think I'm, I think Carl is my dude. Carl's my favorite. His story is. It's not surprising that he's your favorite when Robert tells us why he is such an infamous legend of a man. Well, I'm going to start off with one of his quotes. Please. In my life, I've murdered 21 human beings, committed thousands of burglaries, robberies, larcenies, and arsons. And last but not least, I've committed... Here you go, Chris. I've committed sodomy on more than a thousand male human beings. Jesus. (laughs) You couldn't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) No, not after you said it was your favorite. I'm hoping that this won't be a problem during the show, Robert. Because sodomy <laughs> is no laughing matter. Awesome. Sodomy <laughs> is still illegal in many southern states. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But you can have sex with a horse in those states and be just fine. Just not in the butt. Indeed. And mm-hmm. it, you cannot keep squirrels in your pants for gambling reasons um, in most states either. You know what I say to that? I say fight the fucking power. We'll change things. We'll change them. I mean... What if I'm carrying them in my pockets? Does that still count as in my pants? I don't... It's, it's more in between the layers of your pants. I mean, I think we could get, like, a decent lawyer to get you off on that. And then maybe even a better lawyer to uh, to fight the case of the first one sexually harassing you uh, by getting you off. <laughs> oh, so, sounds like a job for boxer briefs, indeed. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba, Rob? All right. He was born Charles Panzeram, June 28th, 1892. It makes him a cancer, so, you know, he's a soft, cuddly, warm, sympathetic kind of person. Light on the planet. I get it. As most cancers are. Do you know any cancers? Who, me? My ex-girlfriend was a cancer, and she uh, could literally have been uh, just called a cancer. (laughs) Have you ever known them to be soft and cuddly? Uh. <laughs> you know what I find though is I find that cancers are super in to the the star stupid bullshit, and they use that as an excuse to be stupid bitches. 
that. And I'm not just saying. I'm not just saying much. women. I'm saying men too. I've met quite a few bitchy cancer men. Um, For and, sure. Uh, this is where I'm talking about astrology. I'm not like uh, hospital cancer people are always pretty cool. Um, <laughs> uh, Rob, go please. All right. So I'm not going to focus too much on his family because they're just a bunch of bitches, anyways. His dad left when he was seven. He was the sixth kid. He was the last final kid. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 dad wait, left, wait, his... wait, 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 okay. Yes? Chris, yes. since Robert already mm-hmm. knows, you and I, how many surviving siblings does Carl Panzeram have? He was number six. How many lived through infancy? Oh. Shit. I forgot. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say four totals. I'm going to say they lost two. Ooh. No. They all lived. Oh, damn like it. I said they were a bunch of asses. Because at seven, his dad left. I was going to say $1, months, Bob. His two older record. brothers left. His his elder sister got married and left the farm. That left a sister, an older brother, and his mother and him at the farm. And he's seven years old. I mean, that sounds like a good group of people. So, you know? Sounds like it'd be a pain but, in the you ass. know, it thinks things pick up for him Mm -hmm. at age eight he commits his first crime sweet and he gets charged Mm -hmm. with drunken disorderly i mean if you get him started early you get him started right that's what my grandpa always said yeah he meant like getting a job and stuff but i'm sure we can make that mean uh getting a drunken disorderly disorderly at eight years old Uh, i'm sure a lot of eight-year-olds have drunken disorderly charges Mm -hmm. you know willie picked him probably did all right but, you know, so I'm going to do this chronologically. I'm basically going to tell you pretty much every year of his life, something fucking horrible happened to him. There's very few exceptions where something didn't happen to him in the year of his life. Well, where he didn't cool. do something horrible to someone or someone horrible to him. And Well, age nine, his mother decided to perform surgery on him because he had a chronic earache. So she decided mm-hmm. to go in and pretty much slice and dice his ear to get in there and try to drain it. Oh, but homemade and, uh, homemade farm gave surgery. Him brain damage. Yeah. That's that's how yeah, that's how you strapped them down to the kitchen table. That's how you rear the kids is you 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 no no anesthetizing you buddy. You and I have a date with the rusty butter knife. So that have awful. your sister spit in that Pretty ear much. and have your brother use his clean shirt to clean it out. <laughs> and let's get this operation on the road. Mama's got chickens to get drunk with. That is awful. But that was very common back then to have kitchen surgeries, as they called it. What if you yeah. did it in, like, the den? Was it still called a kitchen surgery? Eh, sure. It's not as catchy to say den surgery. No, but you could say, like, uh, we're in the den again, and it'd be, like, cutesy kind of thing, and you'd be like, no, that's a terrible thing. I don't like den, I don't like den again time. Excuse because she's me. just in there pulling <clears throat> teeth with fucking rusty pliers and shit. Almost choked on my coffee right. there. So we're actually going to skip nose. age 10. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit didn't happen. Age 11, he decides he's going to run away. He's tired of working on the farm. He's tired of getting his ass whooped by his older brother mm-hmm. and his mom. And pretty much having butter knives and shit shoved in his ear. Mm-hmm. So he decides he's going to rob the neighbor's house. Okay. Which he does. Right. He gets a Colt forty-five pistol. Of course he does. A couple dollars. Mm-hmm. Heads on down to the local train station, mm-hmm. hops a ride on a train heading west, mm-hmm. but he only made it two towns away. Ooh. They found him, brought him back to his family, 
And the severe beating wasn't told. Oh, see, I was going to say he found his fortune and a lovely bride, and he settled down. And he only needed to go two towns away, and then you ruined everything, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Severe beatings are going to be a, a, a staple in this guy's life for a very long time. Oh, yeah, yeah. they're like uh, fr- fruits and veggies for this guy. Instead yeah, of, like, much. girlfriends yeah. and spring break and stuff, huh? Well, I mean, to each their own, I guess. Please, continue. So, Of course, he gets prosecuted for robbing the neighbor's house. He sees the same judge that he saw that gave him the drunken disorderly as he was eight. And the judge, of course, remembers him. <laughs> Sentence him to... And listen to this shit. Minnesota State Training School. Like, and, of course... They, they tra- like, they train, Hall. like they train people to be Minnesota State? Because oh, I would think that they would have that taken care of already with, uh, with Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's a pretty weird place, but... This this place here is where he pretty much picked up his hatred for Christianity because mm-hmm. it was run by devout Christians. Right. Oh, wow. And every night, they would make him study the Bible and pray each night. Mm-hmm. And just for good measure, every morning, they tried to beat the goodness into him. Huh. I mean, that's how it's done, though, right? Like, I mean... That's... It works for the Inquisition for almost 500 years. Yeah, I mean, 500 years yeah, ain't, you know. ain't nothing to thumb your nose at or bite your thumb. Just don't bite your thumb yeah. after you've thumbed your nose because that's how you eat boogers, and that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, well, I mean, to their, to their, uh, uh, in their defense, I guess, uh, the ones that died um, from such beatings were probably unsavable in the first place, so... Right, they were probably... You know, gonna be uh, just children of Satan, and, uh, and right. when you when you can't beat the God into someone, um, you you very well can't beat the Satan out of them. I mean, you can try, but it'll be fruitless. That's the thing. That that's it exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. There's several main themes that are going to ride through this. One, severe beatings, quite often for him. The other is is I don't give a shit what you're going to do to me. I'm going to get you back, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get you back every damn time. And it doesn't matter what it cost me. Mm-hmm. And if you try to hit me again, I'm going to hit you right back again. Nice. And it's just to never give up, always fighting. Indeed. So he worked in the kitchen while he was at this state training school, which and, I don't know why they would put this guy in and, the kitchen. And he's 10 years old? I really don't. Is it? <clears throat> no, he's 11. He's 11 now. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm so just he worked in the officers' filthy kitchen. Hands. Yeah, no, because they've been in they've been in butts all day. Mm. <laughs> so he would pee in the soups. He would pee in coffee. Pretty much pissed in anything he could. Mm. He would masturbate into the ice cream. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why they always had the creamiest, uh, fluffiest ice cream around. I mean, you can only do that once a day, though. This is, you got to choose your target. <laughs> wisely <laughs> kids would get out of it after they trained to be whatever state they wanted to be and they would be like you know i look everywhere and i just i cannot find the ice cream like they had in the fucking training school like right. it's just it's driving me crazy <laughs> this salted caramel i think is what it was <laughs> <laughs> it's a salted caramel oh, ice gross. cream and 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 i remember them having a really good pea soup hmm 
okay. But eventually he was caught doing this because he he put rat poison ah. into some of the food and everybody got sick. Holy fuck. That's pretty much what busted him. He could have went on masturbating and pissing in these people's food for years if he didn't do that. He, he skipped like four steps of mischief before he got to let's kill everybody with rat poison. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So they took him over to the paint shop. You gotta dunk your balls and shit before you just go straight to rat poison. <laughs> right. The, the, wait, the paint shop, were they hoping he would just, like, munch on chips until he went insane and died? Maybe they were like, we'll never no, run out. He's always uh, gonna be able to masturbate into the white paint. No doubt. That was a nickname of the room that he went to, was the paint shop. Oh! Basically, they would strip you naked, mm-hmm. strap you to a wooden board... And whip you a minimum of 30 times mm. with a whip, a cane, mm-hmm. pretty much whatever they wanted right, to. Right, right. And so you'd walk out with the bruises painted all over your body. Oh, Jeez. so it was a joke name. Oh, those yeah. crazy Catholics yeah. and their beating of children. Kind of like the not-so-funny bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they let him out of the paint room, and the next day he burns it down. Nice. You know. Just sets fire to the building. Fucking bully for him, man. Awesome. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I dig it. Um, so he's there for years doing this stuff. He was there for three years. Finally gets out when he's 14. And the only reason he got out is because the older kids said, Look, man, they're never going to let you out of here until you start pretending to be a good boy mm-hmm. and tell everybody that you love Jesus. They said, you go around, you do that, you tell everybody how much you love the Jesus, you start acting like you're supposed to act, and they'll let you go. And they did. Huh. Yeah, they are a gullible bunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, when he got paroled, he quoted, From the treatment I received while there, and the lessons I learned from it, I have fully decided just how I will live my life. I will burn, rob, destroy, and kill everyone, everywhere I go, and everyone I meet, as long as I live. So, yeah, I say the good Christian people really turned him around. And it was on that day that Emo was born. Man, (laughs) what a hell of a thing to decide to do with the rest of your life. At 14 years old, yeah. And and Uh actually fucking have the uh, conviction to follow Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, to be like, hey, guys, I hate everything, and I want everyone and everything in this world to be destroyed. But guess what? You're dead already because I've been stabbing you while I've been telling you this. Uh I am Carl. (laughs) Carl! I I mean, if if there's nothing else to be said about the guy, it's, you know, his dedication to uh, his conviction. You know, it's admirable. That's that's all I'm saying. I mean, Mm -hmm. he had dedication to the craft. The craft yeah. of being a, a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad person. Horrible. Oh, we're just getting warmed up. Oh, yeah. Um, so, of course, they paroled him back to his farm, his family farm, which he absolutely friggin' hated. Oh, yeah. Couldn't stand being there. Kept getting butter knives in the ear. So he decided to <laughs> he decided to take the lesson he learned and started telling his mom that he wanted to become a preacher. Mm. So they sent him out to, school, to a Lutheran school so he could learn how to be a preacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it didn't quite go the way he thought it would. Uh, pretty much everybody there knew who he was, knew what he did. So they would call him Reform School Kid, mm-hmm. you know, 
pretty much make fun of them every day. Huh. So he would turn around and beat their ass every day. Exactly. That's the best uh, mm-hmm. uh, course of action to take with a, uh, a dangerous child psychopath is let's mercilessly mock him with words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That'll teach so, him. Of course, he would be getting punished, and uh, the, the head preacher would beat him regularly because he was beating on the other kids. <laughs> One day, Panzeram decided he had enough. He actually grabbed the whip from the preacher and tried to strike him, but he pretty much couldn't beat the guy up. He was The preacher was just too much for him. Pretty much ended up getting his ass whooped twice as hard and sent home. I, I see it. I see it um, like the cage match between you and Jesse Ventura. Uh, I'd get my licks in, and, and I'd probably walk out. You'd get your licks in, and it, and it would bad. feel to him like there was a... A slight breeze blowing in off the coast, and then... Oh, no, I fight dirty. And then you would wake up in a hospital 12 days later saying, <laughs> "Where? Who drew, who drove a bus in? What? What is this? Did you guys see the size of the dick on that bus? Um, no, he, I think you decides. were the only one that was looking at that. I'm just thinking about <laughs> him getting teabagged for the, uh, you know... Gross. Oh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Teabagged in the middle of the ring. It's awesome. On his walk home, he decides he's going to get the preacher back because mm-hmm. that's just what he does. So he goes and robs the same neighbor's house, mm-hmm. gets to Colt 45 again, and brings it back to the school. See, now it's the neighbor's fault. It's the neighbor's fault because that's the second time. Like, steal my Colt 45 once. Shame on, on you. Steal it again. I'm criminally liable for it. Seriously. I'm a very irresponsible gun owner. Yeah. Well, it's the 1800s. Let's see. 1892, he's eight. So this is 1906. You got to figure. And it's out in the middle of bumfuck Minnesota. Oh, I'm thinking that it's just hanging on a hook outside their front door with a note that says, clean off before you return. Thanks. All right. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. It probably was outside, because he he strolls up to the school, starts talking shit to the preacher, you know, like come touch me now again. Mm. Uh, Preacher comes at him, he pulls out the gun, aims it at the preacher's head, and tries to pull the trigger, but it's jammed. So he's sitting there trying to shoot the guy in the head, but the gun's not working; it's jammed, and he has no idea how to fix the gun. Damn. So again, the preacher beats his ass, (laughs) decides to send him home permanently. Right. And notifies his brother mm-hmm. that he is expelled and what happened and everything else. So you can guess when he got home, his older brother was waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of guess from there what happened. Kitchen surgery wow. time. Mm-hmm. And then that guy's yeah, faith in his God was solidified that day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Solidified so fucking hard. <clears throat> so after the beating, Panzeram runs away and he hops another train. This time, though, he actually goes, because he's in Minnesota, he makes it all the way to Oregon, rides another train down to Texas. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he's begging. He's doing his little, you know, I'm, I'm just a poor kid, and I love Jesus. Please feed me, this and that. Well, he rolls up on these guys one night doing his little I love Jesus, please feed me speech. And instead, the four guys take turns raping him. Jesus. That, um, no. No, I don't think uh, it was Jesus. Um, that sounds no. a little more mm-hmm. like, um, fuck, mm-hmm. man. That's 
That, well, uh-huh. He later recalls it as uh, he actually recall, re- recalls it fondly in his later days. He says, mm-hmm. "Those were the days when I was learning the lesson that life teaches us all. It made me what I am today." Huh. Well, so I bet it did. So then, so so then, it's a good thing, is your argument? Well, he 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 recalled it fondly. Years later, he looked back on it and you know didn't think it was a horrible experience, which it probably was at the time. Are you sure he it, you didn't read that wrong and and he he didn't uh, he didn't remember it fondling? No, no, definitely fondly. I think uh, that's I think three different sources. It's like after. After so much time has gone by, and after so many more fucked up things that I have done and seen and been a part of and done to, you know, yada, 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 like, you could look back on a memory like that and be like, eh, I guess it really wasn't all that bad, huh? <laughs> you know, that's yeah. probably what it is. Yeah, right. I see him recanting the story. Not recanting, that means you took it back. Uh, uh, regaling people with this story, and in his head, he's hearing, I had the time of my life, <laughs> and I owe it all to you. And he's fucking flash dancing, and he's like, Oh man, why did she get that hey, nose babe. surgery? Hmm. Well, yeah, it's not often you come across a hobo serial killer. I mean, it's not often I come across a hobo in general. Um, I tend to stay away from trains. Um, Indeed. Because because uh, I know that uh, that train people are horrible people. The end, period. I'm not even going to ask people to prove He's me wrong. He's still 14 at this time, too. Because of course he is. So Because how could this story get any better? In Texas. Because oh, of course it, it does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the stars at night person. are big and bright, <laughs> and it lets them see me while they rape me. <laughs> so, he's of course hopping trains, having a good old time, and then in Butte, Butte, Montana. Oh, yeah. you know it's he was butt stealing. You know yeah. it's butt. Just say butt. Uh, B U T T E. Yeah, butt Montana, Montana. Yeah, B-U-T-T-E. there's a. Uh, <laughs> There's a small suburb of uh, Butte that's called Elephant. Ah, see? <laughs> they know yeah. what's up. Shouts no, out to Elephant Butte. Mm. Or maybe that's Butte All somewhere right, Since else, he's 14, they send him to another reform school mm-hmm. where he decides that one guard is just the worst right. out of all of them. Just hates this one guard. So what he does is he grabs a four-foot-long pole, sneaks up behind the guy, and cracks the guard over the head, Mm -hmm. breaking Mm -hmm. the guy's skull but not killing him. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, severe beating, severe beating, yada, yada, yada. Right, right. I mean, it it all... Age 15. This all just... It seems like it's working out just great. Like, reform school, uh, it was a great choice to send him back there. Um, I mean, I'm loving not only his life choices... But the following choices for his life made by responsible adults. Indeed. Mm-hmm. 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 I feel that. Uh, he's in the reform school until the age of 15, where he escapes with another boy. And they go through robbing and burning down every church they come across for the next nine months. Wow. Every church they come across, they'd rob it, burn it, and, you know. 
have a good old time. So I mean, yeah. uh, they're they're you know, boys will be boys. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's pranksters just just out for a laugh. You know, I don't even think we needed to to really talk about this part that much, Rob. We can we can skip over the whole church burn. This guy was truly free, though. Well, yeah. Oh, he was. He pretty much did whatever he wanted and didn't give us the the best. I mean, so. the craziest part about it is that. He did whatever he wanted, but we've talked about people like that before. I mean, Chikatilo did whatever the fuck he wanted, but Carl Panzram didn't give a dick who saw him do what he was doing. And that's that's the sign of being truly liberated. (laughs) He said, I don't give a fuck, and I will Mm -hmm. prove it to you by letting you watch me do it. And then I'll pull my dick out and come and chase after you with it (laughs) fucking all that shit. Because I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck. Love so, it. at the end of the rampage, they have $1,200 between the two of them. Two brand new suits and two brand new pistols. That's pistols. a lot for the 1900s. For the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. $1,200? they are they are basically millionaires, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they divvy up the money. The kid wants to go home, so he goes home. Uh, Panzeran decides in Hello... Helena, Montana. Mm-hmm. God, why can't they name this shit easier? You're Helena, doing Montana. You're doing a great job. You really are. He decides to join the army, even though that is the weirdest fucking decision. That is the weirdest fucking decision I've 16, ever heard him make. Well, it's it's three hot meals a day. It's daily pay. He doesn't really have to worry about hopping trains to go here, there, and everywhere. Right. I mean, he's basically out in the middle of nowhere in Montana, and he runs into a recruiter that gives him the pie-in-the-sky line, and he falls for it. Mm-hmm. Still seems like the guy who doesn't, who hates rules is going to go and be in a right. place in a, full of in rules. In a place where it's, it's, yeah. it's intended for you to follow nothing but rules. Yeah. Mm. So they take him to the base just outside of Montana, Helena, Montana, and within hours, hours... He is brought before the commanding officer to explain why he's drunk, being disorderly, and refusing to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the commanding officer decided he's going to give him a book. It detailed what punishment for what crime. Basically, you know, like, if you do this, we're going to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Panzeram took the book and did a quote-unquote lewd act with it right in front of the commanding officer. What kind of lewd <laughs> act can you do with a book? Like, did he start, like, <laughs> miming, like, fucking the book? Did he stick it up his butt? What do you do with a book? It just said a lewd act. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I mean... Oh, I can only imagine. Was he rubbing it on his ass or in his balls and smacking the guy with I it? I mean, uh, my imagination's running wild. Like, I'm I'm picturing, like, maybe he does the little, like, lick it, lick his finger and then, like, like rub it on his nipple. And then he does the same thing to the book's nipple. <laughs> you know, if any of, uh, of our listeners out there happen to have uh, that once in a fucking <clears throat> one in a million fetish that uh, books sexually turn you on, let us know. What's the deal? What, like, what do you do with the book? Yeah, like, like what's, how, I'm what kind of lewd interested. acts can you really do with a book? Without using a power drill first, I'm down. Be, be, and br be first, you know mm-hmm. that would be a cool yeah. first. So <laughs> yeah, break our cherry with your book, cherry breaking story. <laughs> of course, this earned him a severe beating. Because why wouldn't they trip to hell? Yeah, to their jail. They didn't have a jail, but they pretty much locked him up somewhere. <laughs> Two days later, he decides he had enough, and he's going to rob the store. And leave. 
wouldn't he have he to? Make it. Wouldn't he have to leave and then rob the store? No, because there's a little store on there. He basically got caught with some gold buttons and a new suit, stuff like that, clothes. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing of value you had was the gold buttons. Right. See, I think he 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 uh, he went a little overboard with the clothes. You take the buttons, you leave. Nobody sees you but- with buttons. But you got that new suit. Hey, hey, you. Where'd you get that new suit? And he's like, uh, 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 nope, wrong answer. Jail. Let's go. Severe beating time because we have not yet invented the word stop being a bad boy. Well, he gets sentenced to three years in Leavenworth Federal Prison for desertion. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, it sounds delicious. They found out he was six. They found out he was 16. Leavenworth is still in operation today. Do they still do the whole dessert thing? Um, oh, probably. Nice. Jeez, Not a place please. you ever want to go to. That's where they dump all, everybody from the military into. So you got Navy SEALs that lost their mind, you know, Army Rangers, just batshit crazy people that were trained to kill you. It sounds like a sexy party just waiting to happen, Robert, and I think that you are looking at it oh, from yeah. the wrong side. See, if you go in sexy crazy, party. then it's a great time. If you go insane, then, uh, then, uh, wow, I'm sorry. Agreed. So, with him being only 16, they appealed to the Secretary of War, Howard Taff, who basically says, no, he deserted. He got, he, he signed his contract. He's going to serve his three years. And, of course, Panzeram being Panzeram, he decided while he was there for his three years that he was going to burn down a couple buildings. Poison a few people, pissed in some soup, you know, just just normal Panzeran stuff. The usual antics. Uh, yeah. They sent them to the uh, rock quarry next door, mm-hmm. where they attached a 50-pound iron ball to him for six months straight. They did not take this fucking thing off for six months. I seriously thought that was just a cartoon thing. That's I was that's Yeah, awesome. me too. Yeah. What they didn't expect no. was that his right leg would gain so much muscle mass... From lugging this thing around. <laughs> he could just jump out of any prison he was ever in again. Yeah. Superman, yep. jumping power. Mm. But the landing part was the hard thing. That's the key. Oh, man. I couldn't. I can only imagine. So, a couple years go by. He's breaking rocks all day. He's carrying around a 50-pound fucking iron ball. He leaves at age 20 at a lean 190 pounds, 6 foot, Ready to fucking go, pans around. Okay, see now I looked it up. That the average height, Mm -hmm. the average height back then was five five foot seven. Oh wow! So he was he was a towering man. Yes, because I'm I'm five seven and I'm I'm short. Are you really? Yeah, I'm five. Yeah, I'm five seven. Yeah. You little nugget, muncher. I got big old dick though. He was just a little bit over six foot. Mm. Uh, 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 I and and Chris, uh, uh, well, uh, Robert, just real quick, I I think that maybe your choice of uh, phrase saying that he was ready to go out and uh, fuck and be Panzeram um, is is a little too on the nose. I think you leave some mystery to what's coming up in the story. <laughs> oh yeah, he hasn't got to his raping yet. It's coming. It's coming. Just hold your horses. Mm-hmm. Chris. Uh, Chris and Jason, I know you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. I know, especially Chris. I know he's waiting for it, but just relax. Chris's My pants horses. are down. His hand is covered in Vaseline, and he's just he's waiting. <laughs> My horses are still so, in the stable, but raring to go. <laughs> <laughs> so he left with five dollars and a new suit. 
So he decides he's going to go to Colorado. Okay. He goes to Colorado. You know, he decides to party, drink, have a good time. He smokes a bunch of weed, chills know, out. With a couple prostitutes. And yep. the story. Uh-huh. It's great. Yeah, it's a happy ending. I get it. Uh, until he wakes up the next morning without his jacket or his shoes and no money left. Oh. He got so drunk that they basically rolled him. And to top it off, whoever he slept with gave him gonorrhea. Those thieving-ass gonorrhea-having turn-of-the-century hookers. Yep. I'll trade you some gonorrhea for that five bucks. mm -hmm. That was his only contact with a female. Was that one. Ever. And he vowed to never have sex with another woman again. Yeah, I mean, if my first time ended up like that, I think that I might have made the same decision. Luckily, my first wow. was a kind and gentle lover. Hmm. I'm just kidding. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> so, wait. Everybody's first time is terrible. Are you mm-hmm. saying that sometimes it is a choice? Um, yes and no. Can we leave it there? Yes. I'm just fucking with you. I just wanted to see what you would say. <laughs> I know that was wrong. I apologize. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Uh, we're terrible so he goes person. back to his hobo lifestyle. Oh, man. I want a shirt that he says goes back hobo to his lifestyle. Hobo lifestyle. Yeah. I'm telling you, this just sounds awesome. I'm picturing him with one of them like sticks with the little bandana tied around a, the back of it. A bindle. Like yeah, a hobo. Chugging along. A hobo bindle. Yeah, How much absolutely. shit can you really fit in a bandana, though? Like, not they much. Look like they, I'm just wondering how... It must have been a gypsy that. bandana that, like, would hang down after you tied it around I, your it, head, would still, like, <laughs> hang down past I, your nipples and stuff. I oddly know the name of, of many things. Like, I knew the what a garrote was. I know what a bindle is. That's I, true. My brain, my brain is full of stupid bullshit that will never be of any use to me or anyone else other than me knowing the name of a specific stupid thing on this stupid show. Me too. <laughs> me too. I didn't know those two specific so. stupid things, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Lex tells me all the time, why do you know so much shit that isn't making you money? Yeah. I'm like, it's, I don't it, know. Because, yeah. you know what? It's a badge of pride. It's a badge of pride. It's us saying, I don't fucking care. Indeed. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I don't. So he mainly stuck to Southern Pacific Railroad line. It ran from Yuma, Arizona, to Fresno, California, <laughs> raping the whole way. I I see him just just singing to himself in the morning, walking down the tracks to jump the next train, just being like, "A rape two boys in the morning, a rape two boys at night, a rape two <laughs> boys in the afternoon." It makes me feel oh, all right. I, I've got a quote for you. I raped two boys. I've got a quote for you. And time of peace. And I, I was going to finish that. Just it, it started getting really long. And just saying, I raped two boys. It's it's killing me a little inside. And I know the quote you're about to say. And it, it's if it were in a movie and this was a bad guy saying this, you'd be like, "Holy fuck, that's the baddest fucking motherfucker ever!" What? But knowing that this dude actually, uh, go, 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 go. He was quoted as saying during that time, if I came across another man that didn't look too rusty, I'd have him raise his hands and drop his pants. I rode them all, old, young, tall, small, black, and white. I didn't care as long as it was a human being. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's some fucked up shit right there. Yep. As long as they don't look too dirty, I'd be rubbing shit all over oh, me. I'd be like, shitting my pants all day, every day, and I'd be telling wow. all of my little hobo friends to do the same. 
I'd be like, yeah, we stink, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but that mm -hmm. Panzeram dude ain't going to butt rape you. So, and then you know which one of your friends you got to stay away from because he, uh, he wipes really well. And he's just that always is... looking out the door expectingly, <laughs> like he's, he's tying yellow ribbons around shit and everything. That is special right, and awful. See. And if that came out of anybody <laughs> else, I wouldn't even believe it. That but is exactly what Carl Panzerin said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty much. So he got caught in Fresno stealing. He was sentenced to 120 days. He escaped after 30. Mm -hmm. The weird part was he was booked under the name Jeff Davis. Hmm. I knew. And he'd also go by Jefferson Davis. Ah, uh, I knew a Jeff Davis in school. Bonus points for anybody who knows who Jefferson Davis is. He's the president. Um, of one of your mom's America. No, the uh, the South of the Confederate States yeah. of America. Yep, I um, am very happy that uh, his stupid statue got stupid ripped down here, and that stupid assholes are stupid crying about it. Take that, stupid assholes. Hmm. So <laughs> a racist. He pretty much spent the next three years in Fresno. He was sentenced three more times. For petty larceny, burglary, what, you know, just regular good old Friday night stuff. Mm -hmm. Escaping each time, giving them a different name each time, going back and forth. From 1912 to 1915, basically, he just hung out in Fresno, getting arrested, going to prison, escaping, getting arrested, you know, giving a different name. Well, I mean, you, you remember when it works. Remember in one of our previous episodes, just, just real quick, how we mentioned like certain things that some killers do being like the first time cops have ever seen that type of shit. Like they make right. up new laws to go along with like we can't ever have this type of shit happen again. Um, <clears throat> I wonder how many <laughs> Carl Panzerem is responsible for because this fucking guy made everybody he came across look totally stupid and not because he was like amazingly intelligent he wasn't like you know he wasn't the smartest cookie in, in the tool he, shed he just he just happened to think of the easy stupid thing before anybody ever thought that that easy stupid thing would be so abused and he was very yeah, determined again i think it's this whole mindset of of how free he really is that like you know how like um okay so like the universe basically was just getting out of his way just allowing it to happen mm -hmm. like <laughs> let's see what this motherfucker's gonna yeah. do next <laughs> let him out let him out let, let, let go. <laughs> all of the velvet ropes are getting pulled back the arms are just pointing welcome in mr panzeram go right through <laughs> pretty much here comes carl this is gonna be great <laughs> so eating popcorn age 23 he gets arrested again for trying to sell a silver or silver watch to a guy who happened to be the sheriff of the town who happened to recognize the watch as being the judge's oh god judge's watch i was hoping it was his watch and like hey wait are you trying to no, sell me my watch motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite funny. And, of course, the sheriff, knowing that the judge's house was just burglarized, he kind of arrested Panzeram on the spot. Damn. And, of course, Panzeram being him, he gives the name of Jeff Baldwin. Oh, man, those Baldwin boys are nothing but trouble. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm telling you. <laughs> so he works out a plea deal. They said, look, the judge just wants all of his shit back. 
you bring all of his stuff, <laughs> or you tell us where it is, we'll go get it, and we'll just sentence you to a road crew, you know, and he figured, I can escape from that road crew pretty easily. So he took the deal. Why? Told him where all the stuff was. Why are they you know? making such deals? What, what was the... What, what did they get out of that? What, what was because the, he was, the he was incentive? Because fu- he was fucking Steve Baldwin. They didn't know that he was Carl Panzeram, infin- infamous yeah. hobo raper. Yeah, yeah, no idea. And they just wanted... He just wanted his stuff back. Wow. Now, the truly fucked up part is, the judge, of course couldn't make that plea deal with him so when he goes in front of the other judge who actually sentenced him he gets a seven year sentence oh shit because he didn't honor the plea deal judge basically said I ain't giving him that shit he's getting seven years oh ba 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 ha and of course him being him they put him in the county jail waiting for him to go out to, to the state prison he escapes from the from the jail cell and instead of running away he bars all the doors because the jail is in the courthouse and trashes the entire fucking place i mean he rips shit off the wall he dents he just anything that was not nailed down he he shits on his desk and then to top it all off set fire to it Mm -hmm. as he was getting ready to leave and this is this is of course yeah this is the night that uh limp biscuits break stuff was invented (laughs) <laughs> Pretty much. Love it. But, of course, they catch him going out, and they get him over to the state prison. Do they give him a severe beating? Which, of course they did. Yeah! Now, now this is where I truly admire the man. Mm-hmm. The warden of the state prison enforced a strict no-talking policy. Mm-hmm. He believed in penis. He believed in no-talking. Penitentiary. Bible study. Mm-hmm. We're going to, yes, we're going to reform you, body, mind, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with giving you some good old Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, Which, of course, Panzeram absolutely fucking hated already. That's right, because Jesus was the name of that uh, two-by-four with nails in it. Yep. So, second day, Panzeram is there, waking up in the morning. And guard walks by, and Panzeram takes his, his chamber pot which anybody who don't know what that is is basically his piss and shit can mm-hmm. and dumps it all over the passing by guard. The second day he was there. Well, nice. I mean, the unsuspecting you, you, guard walks by. You got to take the first day to unpack, so. <laughs> That's true. So that gets him 30 days in the hole and, of course, severe beating. Hmm. Uh, of course, he starts to plan his escape. And, of course, they know what he did to the county courthouse. They know he escaped from the jail cell. So they watch him like a fucking hawk. So he decides, well, if I can't escape, I'm going to get this asshole fired. And I'm going to make him look horrible. So I'm going to get everybody else to escape. (laughs) He got two guys to escape, which, of course, the warden was reprimanded because he lost two prisoners. Right. Knew Panzeram was behind it. So he decided to strip Panzeram naked, mm-hmm. bolt him to a door, and turn a fire hose on him. Oh, Full wow. blast. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. It, at, at summer camp one year, on the last day, like we had just like a free day where, uh, you know, it's like a, a water gun fucking goddamn world war, right? And at the very end of the day, this fire truck shows up and starts spraying their fire hose, but like into the air, right? Oh, just wow. Just be, being like... 50 yards away from the fire hose felt like somebody was 
like hucking rocks at you. So I can oh, only shit, I gotta go back. I can only imagine. Oh, what happened? To, I'm doing this in order. Now you're fucking. You got uh, now you're Quentin Tarantino over here. Uh. <laughs> yeah, because I thought I was done with that paragraph because I can't read my own type fucking notes. That um, that's a shame. I thought you were going to say the original warden that was there. Mm-hmm. He the original warden was there. Panzeram mastermind a plan for one prisoner to escape, but came back and killed that warden. And his brother was the one who took over the warden's position, and that's the one who chained him to the door. Oh, so it was it was a revenge fire hosen. Mm-hmm. For basically getting his brother killed because they couldn't pin it on him because he didn't do it, and the prisoner's already gone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they so couldn't pin it on him because he's naked, and you can't pin stuff to skin. You have to have a shirt on. Well, no, back can. then they probably did. I mean, back back now they probably do. There's some sick fucks out, out there, Rob. I was being silly. Come on. Well, <laughs> and then that's when he starts the plan to get the two prisoners to escape. He's got so he gets the two prisoners to mm-hmm. escape. Mission Impossible theme just Governor looping through his head. Wind. Mm-hmm. Gross, but okay. Governor catches winds of all the escapes because mm-hmm. that's three prisoners now within a year. Starts to investigate, finds out about the water hose incident, and fires that warden. So pretty much Panzeram got what he wanted. He got the guy fired. Right, right, right. Um, although it would have been very sweet justice if he would have gotten that warden fire hosed. Indeed. Oh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That would have been I'm fun I'm sure to watch. if they gave Panzeram a couple minutes with him, that's probably what he would have done, along with some other things. Fire hosed. Good one, Rob. Right, right. And that's euphemism for uh, anally raping an unwilling participant. Indeed. Pretty much. I didn't Indeed. say it was funny. I just said that that's what it was. Panzeram knew this was not going to be the end of it. He knew another warden was going to be coming. He knew it was probably going to be another fucking douche nozzle. So he started plotting and planning. What he wasn't expecting was a 49-year-old former army captain named Murphy. Murphy! And this guy was completely different than anything Panzeram has ever seen before. He was a tap-dancing mime. And so, well, pretty much everybody thought he was soft or he was a fool because he pretty much got rid of the forced religion. Mm-hmm. He got rid of the harsh punishments. Mm-hmm. He doubled food rations. He upped the jobs, gave more of the prisoners jobs, got them can, out and wait, moving. Can I, can I, uh, can, my favorite thing about this warden, can I please say it, and, and, mm-hmm. and is that... He would let them go into town. He would let the prisoners leave yes. the prison and go on yes. uh, fucking daisy-picking field trips during the day unsupervised. Yes. That I man, love his nickname. That man is ahead of his time. He's a, well, he's a pioneer. He got rid of the, the, the hole, so to speak, and the beatings, and he started KP duty, which he would have inmates in the kitchen peeling potatoes, this and that. So peeing and things coming on stuff. Yep. Spuds Murphy. Nice. Spuds <clears throat> Murphy. Spuds McCurphy. So we're at 25. Age 25. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Panzeram attempts to escape. He gets taken to Spud. Mm-hmm. And of course, Panzeram is expecting the beating. He's expecting to get, you know, mm-hmm. get it worse than ever. He's already pulling his pants instead, down and bending over. Yep. Pretty much. But instead, Murphy gives him double food ration. He gives him more books, more magazines, and still keeps him at his job. Mm-hmm. And so Panzer is sitting there thinking, what the hell is going on? I mean, it just shocked him. Like, what the hell are you doing? Well, it's like, it's true. It's truly the first 
kindness that anyone has ever shown him. Yes, and he didn't know how to react to it. When literally all you know is hate and violence, when somebody shows you kindness for the first time, it it I would have to imagine that it would feel like Okay, what's this? What's this motherfucker planning? Like it would have to feel like mm-hmm. hate and violence to you because that's so completely opposite from your daily. Uh, I'm gonna get hit with something and I'm gonna hit something. Pretty much makes sense. And so, to me. It's weird. Second attempt, he was caught sawing at his bars. He's taking the Murphy again, and this is where Murphy comes up with the idea Murphy. of letting Panzeram go to town. Mm-hmm. As long as he was back by dinner time, right? And and like and I said, Rob thought he was fucking crazy. Like Robert means actually go into town and do stuff, not just like go to town on, on some dude's butt. Oh yeah, I mean, I, he so probably the next did day, that too. Spud is actually there to mm-hmm. open the gate to let him out personally. Fucking high fives him. He's like, all right, pointing at him. You're my boy. And Panzerum's like, yeah, that's that's me. This is a trap, right? <laughs> this is fucking Pretty crazy. Much. But remarkably, you think he'd run. He's hopped trains for mm-hmm. the past 10 years. Right. Off and on. Just on. He comes back. And not only does he come back, he goes straight to the doctors and the infirmary and say, give me a full examination. I lost my fucking mind because I came back here on my own accord. <laughs> with cookies. <laughs> oh, What's man. wrong with me? <laughs> Snickerdoodles. I brought cookies and chocolate milk for everybody. And this went on for months. Mm-hmm. You'd go out. You know, have fun, this and that. Until one day, he decided to get drunk, and he missed his curfew. Mm-hmm. So he already knew he was going to be in trouble, so he decides, why not? So he hops a train and heads out of town. Mm-hmm. A week later, they catch up to him because he stole a bike in a couple towns over. <laughs> and he actually pulls out a gun and starts a firefight and starts shooting at the police officers. Oh, my Jesus. First time ever. He actually starts shooting at a police officer because almost every time he's like, yep, I did it. Mm -hmm. It's me. Take me away. I'm going. But this time he actually put up a fight because he said he would rather die and get shot and killed by the police officer than to go back and face Murphy. Because he's so ashamed. Yeah, he knew that he had he 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 let him down. Like he'd get back and and Murphy would would like he wouldn't even be able to look him in the eye. Be like, you know what? It's not I'm not even angry. I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed. Yep. and he would he would he would cross his arms and he would walk away, and then and then Pandora would be like, but but I'm, I mean I'm sorry, and I mean um can I mean is there anything I can and 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 mm-hmm. and Murphy is just like no, no it's okay, you do you yep. do whatever you want to do. He disappointed the away. only person so, that's ever been nice to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he actually had some remorse. Of, of screwing him over. I mean, that's that's big for Panzeram to actually be like, oh my god. That's big for a total well, fucking sociopath. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... So, for his escape and the embarrassment that he caused, Spud had him hung for eight hours a day for three days straight by handcuffs over a pipe. So he was like hanging, handcuffed over a pipe by his hands. Holy shit. For three days. Eight hours each day. Jesus. Mm. You know, that's the good old stuff Panzeram remembers. He's like, yeah, no, this is prison. That's right, right. He's like, this is my sweet spot, buddy. This is what I dig. Mm-hmm. Now, wait. Over a pipe, does that mean, like, um... One hand on each pipe. On one side of the pipe. 
Oh, um, oh, okay. So he was okay. The 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 handcuff chain was like hung over the. Okay, because I I also I, gotcha. uh, yeah. I was like, what? Like, so if he like let down at all, like some some uh you know tobacco pipe would burn his nutsack or something like. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking worse, like more like Vlad the Impaler in your butthole. Oh scenario. no, that's a that's a stake. Yeah. So, age twenty six, he Del- escapes for the steak. final time, and he's going to head out east. He doesn't pop up again until age twenty seven. So, however long it took him to get from fucking Montana to the east coast, that's a that's a long fucking way, dude. That's that's like three thousand miles. Yeah. It's a long way when you have to stop and rape every man that you come across. I was, that's what I was going to say. Now think about it. He's already raped everybody on the on the west coast, all the hobos on the west coast, and now he's going to rape across no. the country. That's that's a lot of. It could take some time. This is where you're going to sit back and go. Man, this guy had a sweet fucking life when you think about it. I mean, you, no one wants to do the raping or the murdering or any of that shit. But when that he joins be a, better a, than the beating ship on a crew, the crew went to this ship went to Chile, Panama, Peru, and then finally ended up in Scotland. See, the last place I'm okay Where with. Pan- the first three are just too hot. No, thank you. So wait, wait. He did. So Pan's how did he get? A, how did he get on the ship now? He, he joins he the, crew. the crew. Yeah, he gets he's a working. job. Yeah, he's oh. working on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. He just joins up, and he gets to sail through Panama, Peru, and ends up in Scotland. When they get to Scotland, he decides, I'm going to rob this whole fucking ship. Well, I mean... And he does. You know, when you get a wild hair, you follow it. That's why you got to follow so it. So he did a short prison sentence in Scotland for robbing the boat that he came over. Mm-hmm. Of course, it was Gross. pretty hard for him to find another crew. Mm-hmm. So he over. decides mm-hmm. he's going to head south. He's going to go through England. He's going to go through France. And then finally, in Germany, he finds a ship that he can sail, that they accept him on, to sail back to the U.S. He's <laughs> literally going on world tour. That's awesome. Yes. From South America up to Scotland through Europe... I mean, so raping all the age way. Age twenty-eight. I mean, age twenty-eight is where we are at on this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine all this shit happening to you before you're twenty-eight? It's a never-ending like party around the world. Like I've had an interesting life, but I I haven't uh, even raped a man. Um, so <laughs> he is certainly uh, racking up the points in that category. Man, this guy. And then, Every Age day. Age 28. Every day is a party. He commits <laughs> his favorite crime. Is it sodomy? Church burning. No, 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 oh. no, no. Okay. Because no. it seems he like robs he robs a house. He likes that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, he likes that one. But this one is sweet because it en- encompasses a couple of things. He robs a house, gets $40,000 in jewelry, mm-hmm. $3,000 in cash, mm-hmm. a forty-five automatic Colt mm-hmm. pistol. Yes, he does. And the last thing he comes across... Mm-hmm. Is Liberty Bonds? Yep. Registered to W. H. Taft. Yep. Former President uh-huh. William Howard Taft, the guy who gave him his first fucking prison sentence mm-hmm. and said he's going to serve his three years in Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. He just robbed his house and nice. he got his gun. He, his gun, his money, his jewelry, and his fucking Liberty Bonds. Oh, and he took a shit in the top tank of the toilet. They couldn't find what that smell was for a while. Why? Where is this brown water coming from? It's like you're scrubbing it. Wait, something's wrong with the pipes, dear. You're too fat. You keep breaking the toilets. All the toilets are brown. 
No, that's awesome. What a fucking... What a, what a callback, so, huh? Mm, what, what he decides to do is now he's got all this money, he's going to buy a yacht. Now, wait, yeah, did he... just comes up with this great idea of... Did he know it was Taft's house when he robbed it? Yeah, because from the bomb... He oh. says that he didn't know until he found yeah. the Liberty Bomb. Okay, come on. that's awesome. Yeah, how, how do you... You fi- go into a town yeah. back then... Yeah, there's four buildings. You gotta know us. And one of them is yeah. a barbershop, one of them is a general store, one of them is a whorehouse, and one of them is William H. Taft's house. <laughs> yeah, so he had to know. I mean, you gotta figure, there's portraits and shit everywhere. But yeah, he claims he didn't know until he found the Liberty Bonds. But you know he's full of shit. Mm-hmm. that fat motherfucker so, right there. So, he's got his yacht. He's got a, a plan of, I'm going to... Take hire men saying I need them to work on my yacht. I'm going to take them out to sea. I'm going to rape them. I'm going to rob them, and then I'm going to dump their bodies overseas after I kill them. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know what? At least he's got a plan. You know, a lot of people go into these yeah, things. Yeah. They don't have plans. They're and that's how you get caught. He's flying blind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So three weeks into this, yachts solve. He's everything. killed ten men. Of course he did. The the people. Uh, next to him and you know how the yachts pull up in their slips and that are kind of looking at him like where's all these dudes that you're going out to sea with aren't mm-hmm. they coming back so he decides he's gonna he's gonna book it on his yacht mm-hmm. so is he gonna is he, he gonna gets, do lewd things to this book before he, he puts it on his yacht <laughs> <laughs> no he he hired two men which his plan was to rape them rob and murder them but, of course, everybody's catching on, so he needed them to sail. Mm-hmm. So he's sailing out, and what he would do is, he, unfortunately, he was coming down to New York, and he wrecked off the coast of Atlantic City. So you got these three dudes shipwrecked off the coast of Atlantic City. They finally get rescued, and they pretty much think they're lucky st- stars, because otherwise they probably would have been raped, robbed, and murdered, and not always in that order. Mm-hmm. They could have been... Killed, then raped, then robbed. Well, I mean, yeah, that's or... that's kind of the more preferable. I think if it's if all three have got to happen, I think I want it to go that way. <laughs> hmm. Well, I mean, there's less opposition that way. You know, the other two will definitely wait their turn. Am I being a selfish lover? Is is that not okay? <laughs> I don't think so. I think you're going for efficiency. Mm-hmm. You know. I and mean, in that, yeah, I, I think that's understandable. I mean, what's the fastest way from point A to point B? Uh, my death. Let's do this. Yep. Through your butthole. All right. So, age 29. <laughs> Dude's only 29. Man. Already been around the world. Already raping, murdering, hoboing. You know, just living his life the Mur- way he wants to live it. Murdering people with William H. Taft's gun. <sighs> Yes. All around the world, so. buttholes pucker for me. <laughs> <laughs> so he served. So next time he pops up is in Connecticut. He gets a six-month prison sentence for burglary. Yeah. Six and after months. that, he decides to go down to Norfolk, Virginia, see if he can't get onto a crew, get onto another crew, because he wants to go to Europe. You know, get out of there. You know, relax. Go, mm-hmm. go over to Europe. Hey. Get some people over there. He's murder. turning thirty. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, that's right. It's a, you know, it's a critical time in a man's life. That's right. You go out to the, those famous French beaches where uh, where everyone has pit hair. <laughs> but for some reason, he was supposed to be going to Europe, but he ended up in Africa. Well, uh, that so is he like got a job. He took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. 
I was going to say, good oh, job, Christopher Columbus. He did, he did, he did. Mm. So, he gets a job working for Sinclair Oil Company in Angolia. God help you if you know where Angolia is. No idea. <laughs> Sounds lovely, though. <laughs> so, one night, he decides he wants a virgin. So, what he's going to do is he, he buys a 12-year-old girl. Ah. But, of course, it being a girl, he can't perform. Right. I mean, he should so have he known says, this, this one's though. defective. Take it back. Mm-hmm. So they replace it with an eight-year-old girl. Wow. They have a better return Same policy thing. than most fucking Walmarts do. Seriously. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So, he, you know, he's frustrated. He wanted to rape this little girl, and he can't get it up. So instead, he rapes his cabin boy, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They call it a, a attendant in the research. Okay, well, but, you know, it's pretty much a cabin boy. I'm pretty sure Africa frowns on such things. Like, how exactly? I'm pretty he, sure uh, most of the world frowns on child rape. Uh, no, well, no, I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not exactly the part I meant, but okay, yeah. Apparently not, though, Jason. They, oh, the little boy. That's a hell of a return <laughs> policy. They're not frowning upon much it of is. anything. That's, that's that right. Is. This 12-year-old girl ain't working. Bring me another. So they bring him another. Reason for return? Um, okay, well, we can't give you cash back, but we can give you store credit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, wait, you opened it already? Oh, I'm sorry. We can only exchange mm. it for the exact same thing yeah. you didn't want in the first place. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are the little boy fucking he raped terrible promptly people. runs. Yep. Mm. You are. Promptly <laughs> goes over to Panzeran's boss and gets him fired because he tells him the whole thing. Miraculously, they, they don't arrest him. They just fire him. Well, I mean... So now he's got no job. He's uh, got no way to get out of Africa. So he goes to the U.S. consulate, consulate, which they basically heard about what he did to the little boy, and they basically told him to go pound sand. You know, enjoy your time in Africa, Whitey. Pound ah. sand is that? Is that like um, the African version of kick rocks, or like hit, yeah, pretty much hitting pretty much. the pavement? Okay. I like that. I like that. So he's standing outside the consulate, fuming because these people won't help him, and he happens to notice a little boy wandering around. Ah, jeez. So he decides he's going to lure the li- l- lure the little boy. There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Speech impediment to a gravel pit and promptly rapes him and then smashes his head. Check I mean, you need romance. Pit. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, so, ambiance is at least 80% of romance. So it was the gravel pit or the trash dump. And the trash had not been dumped that day. So what's the use of going to the trash dump? Hmm. And the quote that he gave for that, I didn't write down because it was pretty disturbing. So I'm just going to move on. It was pretty disturbing. No, I actually gonna, remember I'm that gonna, that one kind of stuck with him a little bit, too. I, I'm I'm going to guess that the quote went along the lines of, Hey, I raped the kid in Africa in a rock pit. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, Carl Panzer. Yeah, just the way he described smashing the kid's head. Um, it was like a ripe grape. Ugh. Pretty much. He stows away on a couple ships, make it back to the U.S. Now he's 30 years old, and he's in Vermont. In Vermont, mm-hmm. Vermont. Vermont. Where he finds another little boy. Vermont. He rapes this little boy. He smashes the boy's little head mm. and throws him in the garbage dump. 
Hey, are you serious? And then he goes on down. Wait, <laughs> the garbage dump, really? Wow, yeah. I didn't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that I did that for once, and it wasn't Chris. He, yeah, he wanted to try the <laughs> other venue. Mm-hmm. He's got to experiment, and see which so, one he likes. You got to taste both of the wines before you figure out that wine just isn't fucking for you. Exactly. Nah, yeah. <laughs> So he steals a yacht from Providence, Rhode Island, travels to New York, actually makes it to New York this time, where he meets another young boy, befriends him, you know, hires him onto his boat, and actually develops a relationship with this kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Panzeram was planning to kill the kid eventually, but the kid didn't need to know that. That's just details. Right. Yeah, I mean, friends for now. That's like reading the last page of a book before you start reading the first page, which I, I do for most books because... I can't be bothered. <laughs> so, he paints the boat, repaints it, renames it, and he tries to sell it to a guy. Mm-hmm. And the guy's acting a little bit shady, and Panzeram's like, what the hell's going on? The guy tries to rob Panzeram. jeez. Oh, so, of course, he Dumbass. pulls out the Colt 45 automatic, blows the guy's head off, and rolls him overboard. Needless to say, it freaks the, the kid out just a little bit. Right. Just a little bit. So... The kid runs home to his parents. Over water? All was, the shit that was, was the, going on. Was the kid Jesus, well, Robert? No, they went back to port. Okay. Well, shit, I, I guarantee you, he was probably could have ran on water after seeing all that. Holy He's picking crap. brains and, and bits of skull out of his teeth for weeks. Okay, the kid's like, I thought it was just going to be hard dick and bubble gum. This motherfucker's killing people. <laughs> I'm getting Pretty much. I mean, that, that's how you close down a party. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. draw the line somewhere. So he goes and tells his parents, and his parents promptly grab the little boy by his ear and brings him down to the police station, and he spills his gut to the police. He tells them about the murder. He tells them about stealing things, stealing the yacht, killing the guy, yada, yada, yada. Penises. So. I think I think Robert just yada, 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 child sodomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to glaze over that one, okay? Oh, we, gotta, we have got to come up with a different phrase for we're going to <laughs> step over this road bump in the story. There you go. No. We're just going to move it along. We're going to do nothing of the sort, Jason. <laughs> we're, I forbid it. Alright. I got 17 minutes. Shut up. Wait, 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 right. wait. How much more wait, do you have to go wait, through? Wait, wait. I got about a page. And but we, it's the good, 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 well, good stuff. Well, I mean... I, th- I mean, I'll the, get it. This is the. I'll I mean, get it done. In 17 minutes, will I be rushing it? No, no, I got it. Because mm-hmm. I have, I have a mm-hmm. lot more goofing off to do, Robert. I'm just letting you know now. I know, I know. Rule number one: Age 31. <laughs> the police finally catch up to him in a, in New York. Yeah, I heard that. And he makes a deal with a local lawyer, saying, "Hey, I got this sweet yacht. I'll give you the yacht if you get me out of this jam." The lawyer's like, "Hell yeah, I can do that." Gets pans around out of all that and goes on yep. his way gives the gives the lawyer his yacht and he goes on that's mm-hmm. awesome unfortunately three days later pants around kidnaps and rapes and kills a little boy in the same town which hmm. of course the lawyer is now like hmm, like maybe i shouldn't have got that guy off i can't his help murder trial i can't help but think this might be my fault a little bit Hmm. Oh well. Yes. Off to the yacht. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, bunny. Uh, so after 
raping and killing the little boy. The police catch him. And September 23, 1923, Panzeram is sentenced to five years in the infamous Sing Sing prison for robbing a post office. He gets away with the rape, gets away with the murder. Gets five years for robbing a post office. Mm -hmm. That just seems excessive. Well, I mean, hey, you know, if, if one of those crimes has to be a federal one, I'm glad it's the post office one. So, but then again, he somewhere. used the same false name that that he used in Oregon. And Oregon's like, hey, he still owes us some years. So they put a hold on him. So once New York's done with him, uh, they're going to ship him to Oregon. You God, give a geez. different fake name every time, you moron. You're yeah, the one pretty much. that perfected uh, this. Now you're fucking it up. So he tries to escape and ends up falling 30 feet, breaking... Both legs, both ankles, mm. and both feet. Holy shit. Spends 14 Ooh. months in the hospital yep. and walks with a limp for the rest of his life. Like He's pretty much hobbled the guy. Like it looks like you could pick him up and just set him on top of any horse at any time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of like but, this. But, you know, um, he's, he's laying there laid up, both legs broken, but he's got time on his hands. So he comes up with a plan on how to steal millions of dollars how to bomb trains, and start a war between Britain and the U.S. Jesus. The crazy part is, the, the psychiatrist who wrote the book on the guy years later said, yeah, the plan's actually pretty good and probably would have worked if he would have put it into action. Holy shit. This See, guy. It's terrifying. Is, mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. he's an international mm-hmm. terrorist, but not for any political or religious <laughs> reason he's just an asshole <laughs> that's I, I fucking I, love yeah. this guy so much I was about to say he just super 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 loves butthole well and so. the, one of the best parts about it though is that like I said he's not he's not some kind of super villain genius it's just mm-hmm. early 1900s so everybody's dumb and he just mm-hmm. thinks of the craziest shit and tries it. And of course it works because nobody expects that anybody's going to think of this shit, let alone try it. What the fuck? Yeah. Perfect uh, uh, pop culture analogy. It's like he is in idiocracy. When yes. he walks, he, he's walking out and he's like, oh no, I'm supposed to be in that line because I'm supposed to be released today. Yep. And they're like, oh, <laughs> stupid, you're in the wrong line. Get out of here. <laughs> Pretty much. So, age 36, even though Oregon has the hold on him, he gets released. They really got a hold on him, so. <laughs> yeah, they do. So, he's going along committing robberies and burglaries and larcenies and all the good stuff. 18 days later, he <laughs> ends up murdering a man in Baltimore. Mm hmm. A couple more robberies. I'll be there tomorrow DC. morning. Well, if you meet a man named Carl, and he loves butthole, run. You should (laughs) not go somewhere alone with him. Anyone named Carl, I get it. So especially named Carl. Now he's heading back west from Baltimore. He gets to D.C. and he gets he gets arrested for robbing a border border house. He didn't make it very far. And actually gives his real name. It's the first time he gave his real name since 1908. Wow, I'm wow. surprised he still remembered his real name. Seriously. Yeah, you're talking 15 years this dude's mm. been given fake name after fake name after fake name, and he finally just says, screw it, it's um, Carl Panzeram. It literally sounds like he, cool he, name, he ran out of uh, 
of fake names. Like he, he's like, I made all, all, I made up all the fake names I could. Last time I gave one, it was one I'd already used. So there are obviously no other fake names on the planet. So uh, here's my real name. Hi, I'm Carl. Yeah. <laughs> and recognizing who the guy was, and pretty much did a little research on the guy, figuring out that you know, they decided they were going. And it depends on which source you look at. Several sources say that he was hung up by his hands to where his toes were just dragging the ground. Mm-hmm. So basically he was he was tied up there, and he'd have a doctor check on him every hour or so just to make sure he ain't dead. Wow. And they basically hung him there until he, he confessed to killing two little boys. Holy shit. I had my money on he was viciously beaten. <laughs> yeah, another source said that they pretty much just beat him and beat him and beat him until he confessed. And then another one says he just came in and confessed. Yeah, I killed these two little boys. What are you going to do about it? I was going to say, that, judging by what we've heard so far, I, I don't think they would have had to push him too far unless he just had more plans and didn't want to be there. Any of those three sounds completely plausible. Yeah, for sure. So he's waiting for his trial, and he meets a rookie guard named Lesser. Wait, he, meet, he meets a, wo- and a and wookie Lesser, guard? Like he meets like yeah, like, a Wookie. like from rookie. Kashyyyk? Rookie. Oh. No. Rookie guard. I got super excited for a second, Rob. Uh they bond over philosophy of all things. Yeah. Uh Panzeram was real big into several philosophers. Give them to he us. Like the Machiavelli. Mm-hmm. Uh oh shit, what's the other I can't pronounce the other two. Nietzsche. Well, right? Moving yeah. along. Uh, he Nietzsche, read Nietzsche, <laughs> I think. Yeah, he did. It's Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. Um no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so crates. So <laughs> so crates. Pretty much said was talking to him and hearing his story and just got blown away. Like, dude, this is a book kind of thing. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. So what he would do is he would sneak Panzeram a couple pages and a pencil every day, and he would write out several of his stories. All of this, most of this, comes from his own writing. Right. Right. And he would sneak the two pages back to Lesser at night, and Lesser would give him two new pages back and forth, back and forth, until finally he was convicted in 1928. He was sentenced to 25 years in Leavenworth, full circle, right back to his his big boy, first Mm -hmm. big boy prison sentence. First day in Leavenworth, he tells the warden, I'm doing a long time, and I'm an old crank. I want to be by myself, and I will kill the first man that bothers me. So they took it serious. Fair enough. They put him in the laundry where he worked by himself, basically yeah. with one guard. Yeah, I, I would I would take him serious, too, because everything that man says, he does. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, but the problem is, is they still have a guard in there with them. And, of course, Panzeram don't like the guard. Of course. Why would he? And it's kind of weird because he writes Lesser a letter. They continue to write back and forth. He mm-hmm. writes a letter and says, I'm getting real tired of my job. They won't transfer me, but in a few days I'm going to get transferred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, so, the guard's name is Ted, and I fucking hate guys named Ted. I'm going to kill this motherfucker. Pretty much. So the, next, so the next day after this letter is dated, he gets a, he gets a pipe, and he beats the guard over the head. Until Bernie Mac would say, "Till the white meat showed," Ooh. and I mean, just slaughtered the guy with his pipe. Just beat him and beat him and beat him. Ooh. I mean, that's where the tasty meat is, but still, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they charged Panzeram with first degree murder. Shocking. He refused a lawyer. 
He entered a plea of not guilty and challenged the judge to find him guilty. Mm-mm-mm. Which, you know, the judge did. Interesting. And sentenced him to hanging. Right. See, I would have challenged him to, like, a, a break dance off. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? See, now, see what he's got. At that point, yeah. Now, him and Lester are still writing letters back and forth. Lester has this stack of papers. He's sending it to psychiatrists. He's sending mm-hmm. it to doctors, professors, anybody to read this stuff. And they're they're all asking him, why is this? Why is everyone sealed with a kiss? Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much. But he finally gets uh, Doctor Menning, who actually says, "Yeah, I'll go and talk to the guy. Why not? I mean, it's interesting. I read his letters." Mm-hmm. So he goes and meets with Panzeram in person. Mm-hmm. Now Panzeram is shackled. He has five guards all around him. And that's when Dr. Menning decides to get a little cocky. Mm. And he says, you, you really don't want to hurt anybody. You're not going to hurt me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Panzeram leapt forward, pretty much scaring the shit out of everybody, as far as his chains would go, yelling at the doctor, take these chains off me for three minutes. I'll kill you right in front of these guards before they could stop me. You won't have time to be scared. Nice. That scared the shit out of me. I had plenty of time to be scared. Yeah, after Dr. Dr. Manning changed his pants and his underwear, mm-hmm. he went on with the interview. Ended up writing a letter, or a book, called The Man Against Himself in 1938, where he, he wrote about a Mr. Smith, which everybody knew was Panzeram. Now, of course, he didn't want to fight any of the hanging. He was tired. He wanted to die. Right. He writes his friend Lesser a letter. He says, I don't care to live any longer if I must live in prison. I would rather die and go to hell. Mm-hmm. So, I really that pretty much sums it up. I mean, live fast, but hang young, leave a broken and uh, butthole-smelling corpse. Indeed. <laughs> I, I just... But, of course, you've got do-gooders out there who won't listen and won't leave you alone. So one day he gets a visit from the Kansas Delegation of the Society for the Abolishment of Capital Punishment. Dude, I am so proud of you, Robert. That was a mouthful, (laughs) and you took it like a man. That's what she said. And they want him to sign their petition to stop the death penalty. And, of course, you can imagine what Panzeram did to these people after he scared the shit out of them. He began to curse and do lewd things in front of them until they pretty much ran out of the room. He jerked off on it. Uh, That's how you do with turkey types. Pretty much. He he was so worried that these people would actually go through and get him off a death row that he wrote a letter to President Hoover himself saying, I wish to die as my right as an American to refuse any other sentence besides death. P.S. Love your vacuums. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the day comes. He walks out. And I am missing a page. Holy shit. Serious? A whole page? Yeah. Because uh, I'm missing his <laughs> final word and his hanging. <laughs> like the story? The well, okay. Recount the story of his hanging. And I will look up his uh, final, his last words while you do so. It's pretty much his basic. He just walked out. They asked him if they had any last words. He said, nope. And they pretty much hung him on the spot. Well, why the hell am I doing a Google search, Rob? Because he had some fucked up last words. Well, but you just said nope. 
Robert. Yeah, he did have last words. Robert don't know nothing about nothing. Hold on, I got it. <laughs> you got it? Uh, yeah, I got it. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. So, <clears throat> when asked for any last words, he responded, Yeah, hurry it up. Yeah, who's there, bastards? I could kill a dozen men while you're here screwing around. Love it. And that is Carl Panzeram. Fucking love it. From his mm-hmm. first incursion with the law at age eight for drunken disorderly, all the way up to brutally killing a prison guard at the age of 36. He lived how he wanted, mm. he did what he wanted, and pretty much did whatever he wanted, anywhere he wanted. Went around the world, hopped train to train. Literally I mean, even died how he wanted. Like, he had complete and utter control over his life. And that's my story. I admire the crazy bastard. I admire his chutzpah, like I said earlier, but chutzpah. I I will condemn his acts with well, my sure. words. Yes. Bad, bad Mr. Panzeram. Bad. No, don't touch. Hot. <laughs> that little boy's butt is not for you. But he's like, Neither but you just said hot. Man. Come on, man. No, Neither man. that hobos. Pretty sure they're all, they're all for me. I see yeah. my name in bright lights on on Broadway. Just and I call that's what I call buttholes. By the way, is Broadway. The world is full of butts. So that's it, Robert. I uh, told you I could get it done. No, it was that was fucking great, man. Uh, like really, I, it, I I've always been fascinated by Panzeram. I when I first really started getting into the whole true crime serial killer uh, thing uh, years ago, there there's a really good. Uh, uh, documentary on him uh where they they go through a bunch of his writings and they they tell his story and the crazy thing about him though is that even though uh the psychiatrists uh that that met with him and the uh the the prison guard that had this rapport with him and, and got his story they believe every single word of it like they said this man is telling us exactly what happened with his life uh the his victim count is still uh from anywhere from 5 to 22. Mm-hmm. There's, and, I mean, I would absolutely err on the side of fucking 22 because this man uh, was proud of not only what he did in his life, but how he lived it day to day. And he didn't mind telling you exactly what he did. I got up this morning. I, I got I rolled out of the train. I brushed my teeth with some rocks that were on the side of the tracks. I raped a young boy, then I smashed his head with the rocks I brushed my teeth with, and then I had breakfast. Yeah. I, I agree. That This guy lived so free, he had no reason to lie. But maybe that's also just as much reason to lie, because what the fuck difference does it make? I don't give a shit about nothing. Exactly. But, and then, but you have to say, what if he was spinning a tall tale yarn, and this is what came of it? God damn it. Either but, way, it's a hell of a story. Yeah, absolutely. And but there, there are there's so many. Uh, uh, is it cor- corroborating? Cor- yeah, corroborating yes. facts uh, in his stories that are easily checked and uh, and and are true. So I, I I'm going to go ahead and say that this dude was a fucking maniac madman that fucked up fucked up a whole lot of shit and people. And mm-hmm. lives, and and he was an, he was an angry, angry man, and it all started with that goddamn 
kitchen surgery. The really real deal, <laughs> this guy. Which With the good people. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, it's the the, sh- the new show that I'm pitching to Netflix. It's called Kitchen Surgery, and uh, <laughs> and it, it, it's it's like uh, the the Great American Bake Off or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, but it's uh, jamming uh, knives into uh, uh, younger people. They don't have to be children, uh, but it has to be a parent doing it to a child of theirs, um, and it has to be a needless, b cosmetic. Beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's how mine work went. Yeah. Maybe Netflix my will not return my, my calls. Mm-hmm. In the kitchen, my though? Mom. Was it in the kitchen? Uh, like right outside the kitchen. Not a kitchen surgery. Does not count. You cannot be on the show. Fuck off. Uh, all right, well. <laughs> you tried. just listened to another, like... When your mom asks you into the kitchen and she's holding a knife in her hands and you don't smell any food, run. Episode of See No, Hear No, Speak No. Indeed. The UFOs, the conspiracies, lots and lots of butt rape. And murders. (laughs) And me, Baba Robot Tater Tot. And just remember, kids, this is Chris's favorite favorite serial killer yep just ponder on why and yeah because we're not going to tell you because that would ruin the surprise at the end of the book where the pop out says surprise it was butt rape all along (laughs) so what does that say about me i wonder countdown (laughs) three and a two and a middle finger (laughs) to the world today one bye bye kids good night see you later good night until next time that's the power of the love fuck